You're listening to the Grind Hours Podcast. At the wall! See ya! See ya! I've recorded these out of order, so this is probably going to go first. Uh, and, you know, some of the stuff later in the pod you'll hear, but um, I'm going to address at the beginning, at the top, again, back from, from, uh, from Orlando, from Disney. I have the cuz along with me to start out the show. And we're going to be going over some Yankee stuff, kind of some stuff that I missed. We won't touch on your, on your heat. I'm, I know you're still mourning, so we won't. I know it's still an open wound. We're not getting there yet. Four, four points, man. <clears throat> four points. All, all, all I'll say is this. You know, I, I tip my cap. I tip my cap. And it's not – I will say this to all the, the Celtics fans out there, right? You, you guys had the better team. Four points, Ryan, whatever. I mean, you know, I tip my cap to you. Mm-hmm. But also, like, I think, you know, I'm, I'm proud of my team because – they put up a better fight than I think people were anticipating. I think people were looking for them to get washed. And four points in game seven, I mean. Plus yeah. a shot. You know, Jimmy yeah. had the shot. Yeah. I, the, it was part of the, the only part of that game that I, that I saw. I saw like the last eight minutes of the game. I, uh, I don't know what more I could have asked. Right? No, no you, you, had, you, had the, you had a chance to win the game with 11 seconds and go to the finals. There's nothing more you can ask. Yeah, valiant effort, I think. So, and then also, good for you know. Let's see them. Let's see them go out and and go get that chip. I mean, they got a hard road ahead of them. Yeah, because Warriors are. But yeah, that's, that's. I know you're getting that way. <clears throat> we will get to that tomorrow. We we will talk about finals and all that tomorrow. But to start off this show, I want to start off with uh, with our team, the Yanks, who still remain the best team in baseball, but. Everything I hear is just negativity. And I don't want to I, I don't want to be that guy that's just hounding the fan base and being to, and alienating a group that I'm a part of. But there's two persona non gratas here. It's Aaron Hicks and Joey Gallo. And what I will say on Hicks, because I, I thought I already cro- covered this two weeks ago. Yes, is he performing bad? Yeah, I'm not going to just sit here and defend Aaron Hicks. I'm not going to blindly defend Hicks and say, you, you guys don't know what you're talking about. Look at the advanced metrics. No, I'm not stupid. I have eyeballs. He hasn't been good this year. He's been benched. Judge is now the starting center fielder. So, John, I want to pass this to you. What do you, like, what do you think? Yankee fans are expecting from Aaron Hicks. Are you? Uh, do you think they're expecting him to be Mike Trout? Like what? What do you know. want him to be? I don't know. I would say for me, me personally, I always i I like balance. You call me yeah. crazy. I like balance. So to me, he should be everything that maybe we don't necessarily have in spades. Maybe things though that we're getting though already though from a, a, an Isaiah kind of for Leffa, maybe from you know DJ LeMahieu, right? Make contact. I think it's a big thing for me. Contact. You provide something like other than the the home runs because like we got that covered. Yeah, but we, the Yankees lead the league in homers. 
yeah, we have that covered. I want us, and and we never have a shortage of that. And that seems to be the thing where it's like, to me, the problem has never really been, can we hit home runs? Absolutely, we can hit home runs. But the thing is that once a team has that figured out and they figure out how to not have us hit home runs, we have nothing. Well, we don't have nothing. We're not no, there yet. I'm We're not, not there yet. We don't have nothing, but I feel like the last few years we have been – Yeah, but we, we've we discussed this. This isn't the last few years. And that's why I, I want to dig into this. No, I know that. I know that. But I'm saying – but I'm, I'm still saying, though, I'm, I understand this year is different, but it's still – presents a concern that it could easily turn into yes it could easily we this script can easily flip in a second where the yankees stop hitting home runs and then we go cold i'm not saying it's gonna happen i'm not saying i want that to happen i'm just saying that it's a possibility the season's very long we could anything can happen so what i was saying is like i think with a hicks i would like him to do things that like like you don't have to go out and hit a home run Get on base, get a single, mm-hmm. get a double, right? Feel, do really well in the field, uh, feeling aspect, right? You know, that we shouldn't have to put judge out there. But that's a big thing, though. You can't have somebody just feeling, and that's it, right? You got to be able to do both sides. So, like I said, though, with him, it's get contact. Just get on base, you know, and, and they'll, start to, they'll start to go from there. Because I want to I see him in the field, but, like, you know, we can't swap out judge and and hicks every five you know hicks let's say judge will bat for hicks you know what i'm saying like that doesn't yeah work. no i, I you can't swap the, you can't just keep swapping them out i mean and um and you know it's not like there's there's no such thing as a designated fielder right, right? it's a designated hitter yes but there's no such thing as a designated fielder i guess is what i was getting at where it's like him i i would hope that like and i guess circling the gallo it's it's just do things that the other the other, the other big hitters aren't like well, what with, else can you do I, i'm happy that you you touched on it with hicks that i'm not crazy just get on base steal a few bags i know you got picked off by joe kelly and it's the whole celebration and everything whatever that happens it's embarrassing but it happens get on base play good defense yes steal a bag or two that's all we're asking from hicks do and you, if you're asking more then you're just delusional. Yeah, because it, it's not – this is not Aaron you – know, I'm not saying I don't like Aaron Hicks, but he's not Aaron Judge. No. Not, I don't like Aaron Hicks, but he's but not – We're not but asking we're not, him to be. Exactly, and we shouldn't have to ask him to be that guy because Judge is still having a monster fucking year. Yeah, uh, with Gallo, let's circle back to Gallo because I do want to touch on Judge's great, great start to the season. Gallo – He's Gary Sanchez just as an outfielder, a little bit faster and better defense. He plays good defense. I don't want to hear that he doesn't. He, he actually runs the base as well. From the little bit of the game that I was watching in the airport yesterday, he went first to home yeah. on, on a double, on, on the DJ double, I believe, in the, in the third inning, third or fourth inning. It's, it's, he it's, runs the base as well. He plays good same. defense. He hits bombs. The only thing is – He's not going to hit for average. That's not his game. Never he has. gets paid to put the ball in the seats, and that's it from the offensive side. He's Look at him as Gary Sanchez. He's going to run into a few. He will have a hot streak, but he's not going to be 
well, a 250 hitter. He's just simply well, not going to be that guy. What I would say for me, actually, it's funny because we just signed the guy who I'm going to reference this is uh, what I, I guess expected. I know, I know I'm not expecting Joey Gallo to hit for average. I mean, I think I told you I did a, a Cubs franchise where I had him on my team. Yeah. And he hit, and he hit 270. I said, this game is broken. <laughs> you know, if he hit 250, I'd be like, that's not right. But what he lacks in average, again, is the, like, well, look, let's, come, let's look at Aaron Hicks and Joey Gallo. Aaron Hicks, but I, and I think there's a common thread between the both of them as of what their issue is. It's getting on base. Yeah, it's just finding ways to get on base. Fine, Joey Gallo is a like you know I see this stat I, I did not see this stat but I see these memes or whatever the hell they are coming up every few days that so and so struck out two hundred times in his entire twenty year career and blah blah. Guess what? That was the nineteen hundreds. I'm not yeah. saying it, it's it's I'm not saying it's a bygone era. But it's kind of a bygone era, but. But I, what I guess what's more important, what I'm trying to say, is like you don't have to be successful in terms of average and strikeout. So Joey Gallo, fine. Yes, he's a guy that is going to strike out more than he gets hits. He's going to have more strikeouts than hits. But like you said, when he does make contact, they should be to the fucking moon. <laughs> the big thing, though, is what I'm saying is like if you're not, though, let's say he hits for 170 the rest of the year, I wouldn't mind if his, his on-base percentage and his OPS would like – showed something else now like if you look at his on-base percentages on-base percentage is terrible his ops is terrible well then that's then obviously maybe he's playing as as everybody says it is but if if he his on-base percentage is good that even if he's not striking out he's still striking out a lot he's not hitting a good amount of home runs but he's still finding ways to get on base that's a big thing because like you said once they're on base they're good they can and run. They, they, they provide, can score runs. And they provide much more valuable things. They they provide much more valuable, like, I don't know, resources. or they, It's different oh, aspects yeah. of the game. You're not asking yeah. Judge to go out and steal 10 bags a year. You're not asking no, no. John Carlo to do that or DJ to do that but or Rizzo. You, but if so you, you need these that, guys, I agree with you. You, do you need do balance. That. Yeah, if you do do that, then who do you ask? <laughs> so, you know, Aaron Hicks may not bat for 300. Joey Gallo will definitely not bat for 300, but if they can... Oh, if, if Joey can, Gallo bats over 200, I'd be yeah. over the moon. But if Joey Gallo hits 30 home runs, I don't care. All these Yankee fans that are crying about Gallo and Hicks just are looking for something to complain about when we have maybe the Cy Young of, of the AL and Nestor and the front runner for MVP, who we're going to talk about now for a little bit, Aaron Judge. Judge is... There's nothing you could ask him more to do. He is single-handedly, for bits and pieces throughout this year, carried this team. He is everything you want in a New York star. Yeah, everything. Absolutely. And he's, and he's having a career year. He's on. He's on pace for sixty home runs. Yeah. He's... And the bat over three hundred. Yeah. Who does and, that? That who does and, that nowadays? Guess what? Nobody. And guess what? For some reason, we live in a world where uh, that's still not good enough. <laughs> that the team is the best in the major league, the best in the majors, the best in the American League, and Aaron Judge is having a phenomenal year, 
but we're sitting here, it, you know, people are sitting here complaining about Joey Gallo and Aaron Hicks instead of just being grateful. And I've, what you're witnessing, if Judge continues this pace, and he's going to have a cold streak because that's just yeah. baseball, but if he continues this pace and pushes 50, pushes for 50 homers, bats over 300, has an OPS over 1,000, yeah. ha- drives in 90 to 100 runs, that is a phenomenal season. And, oh, by the way, he's doing this. He bet – you want to talk about Marcus Simeon betting on himself. If Judge continues this pace, this is the ultimate bet-on-yourself contract year. Maybe – I don't want to say – sports history but potentially in baseball history yeah where he said i'm good i'll I'll pass i I want more and he's going out and proving it yeah and absolutely and like and i think that's a that is a big that's a that's a big deal i mean it's a bigger i think it's it shows who he's who he is and this is a guy that i mean every yankee fan wants this guy locked up for perpetuity (laughs) like he he should you know, keel over and pinstripes. If I in another uniform, I, 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 I genuinely might. I would vomit. <laughs> I would get, I would be, it would make me I might, physically I might, ill. I might become physically ill. This is. No, there's no might be. It, it would be, no, no, no. I would I be physically I will. I will. ill I for months. If, to me, this might be worse than uh, when Cano left. Oh, it, it is a million be, times worse. It would be, this would be, a, this would be a lot worse than when Cano left. And you know how much I love Cano. I, I love Robinson Cano myself, but this is on another level. Also, shout out Morgan for that one. She hate, uh, He looks so weird in a Padre uniform. Anyway, yeah. So basically, if you're complaining about this team, and, and we didn't talk about Nestor, we're gonna. We'll, I'll save. I'll save nasty Nestor for I, a uh, for a different uh, podcast. Yeah, I mean Nestor Court, like nasty Nestor, man. The ace we never knew we had. Yes, might be my favorite. I, I think is definitely the forerunner for my favorite Yankee this year. He's uh, it's appointment viewing, but to transition to something completely different, I went uh, this weekend with uh, with Morgan's family to to Disney. We stayed at the uh, forget the 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 new the Star, Star Wars Cruiser. hotel, the Star Cruiser. I think it's the Star Cruiser. Or something, Star Cruiser. Is it worth it? I'm having a hard time coming to that conclusion. What I will say is it's a very, very unique experience. And if you are a Star Wars fan, it is a it, it is a lot of money. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it, it ain't. It's an arm and a leg. It's a chunk of change. But there are some aspects of it that are completely worth it. And... I, I had a grand old time. The cantina is phenomenal. Absolutely nope. phenomenal. If Got you it. walk in there, it, it, and the other thing is too, I'm coming from a, from a Star Wars fan who hasn't been there in eight years. So I'm used to, you know, the, the tiny corner of Star Wars land with Star Tours and, and you know, a rinky-dink gift shop. They yeah, that, completely changed this. Cool. And you are immersed, whether yeah. you're in the Star Cruiser experience or not. When you walk into that section of the park, 
you are absolutely immersed in everything Star Wars. And 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 they do such a phenomenal job. And they, this is, I think, a Disney thing, just more than anything, where they just do a phenomenal job of just like, you're not in Florida anymore. And right. like, they won't tell you you're in Florida. You're in Batu. You're yeah. in like, you're literally in another planet. Yeah. That you start walking down, and all of a sudden you just hear like it's like everything changes, and all of a sudden like you're like, no, no, I'm in a I'm in a different I'm on a different planet. I'm like legit on a different planet. It has three suns, man. It has three suns. Yeah. I, it's, <laughs> but yeah. no, with the you cantina, Star Tours, Star Tours yeah. still Star Tours still holds up. Yeah. No, and, and I mean that's basically what the new. Um, smugglers run is is it's just an updated star tours but it's still fun it's still like you it still feels like you're actually in a star wars movie and it's cool the cantina the cantina literally that's transformative you walk in there and you go oh i'm in the can like i'm actually in the cantina in most likely did you get a bottle of coke i uh morgan's mom got a thing of sprite you saw them right but they're like little like they're thermal detonators. Yeah, little thermal detonators. You and you know what? I heard there was a big thing where it's like you couldn't bring them on a plane. So you, what I did is no, like we I, brought them. Oh, in, we brought them on a plane. We brought. Oh, them. See, we, I would. We, I guess when we went, when Trish and I went, like it was, it was still like a no, no, you couldn't do it. So I had the bottle cap. I just don't have the bottle. <laughs> so, I want to end this podcast by by saying two things. One, the outer rim, best drink in the cantina. Slowly. Very closely followed by the the fuzzy tauntaun. You did not steer me wrong with the fuzzy tauntaun. That thing was incredible, and I yeah. wasn't ready. I was not. She I, said I, it was going to make everything feel fizzy, or but uh, or uh, fuzzy. But I, I didn't know what exactly what she meant. Yeah, it's 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 tingling. It's all the it's all the tingle sensation. It, it was that was that was great like pop rocks on steroids it was I what it is though that would cause that, that was it was so good fuzzy tauntaun absolutely it, two drinks i would recommend definitely the fuzzy tauntaun and the outer rim because the outer rim is out of this world don't it forget that so blue, and green milk. blue milk's better than green milk i will stand here june blue first milk blue milk is better than green milk fight me on it if you want me to but to to end this to end this part of the uh, the pod, you can skip ahead and, and listen to the rest of the pod because I want to give and I'm going to give a fair warning. It's a spoilers. I, I want to do this for for two minutes. We're gonna go we're gonna go over, but I want to do two minutes on this. Again, spoiler of the rise of the resistance. Spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. One more time. Spoiler warning. Skip ahead to the you're uh, away. To the uh, rest of the podcast, if you don't want to hear this, and save the experience for yourself when you actually go. And we highly, highly recommend that you do. Yeah, we'll talk about it. But I, I I highly recommend. This is something where it's like, don't let us ruin it. Yes, please. Don't let us ruin this right now, please. Don't let us ruin this because this is talk about otherworldly. All right. So, spoiler. Last final spoiler warning. Skip ahead to the podcast. There will be uh time codes in the description three two one so the rise of the resistance we were talking about it uh, off air a little bit the pre-show or the pre-ride to the ride is great because you're just like oh cool this is cool when are we going to get on the ride and then all of a sudden you're like no no you're on the ride right you've been on the ride 
You just didn't know you're on the ride. Right. So the, the, the pre-ride sort of with Ray and, and the, the transport and just all that. Then you get on to the, to the, uh, then the door opens and you're just, yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. So, I mean, when you get on the star destroyer, it's just like whole, like mouth agape. Holy shit, man. Yes, 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 yes. So like when they like capture you and they're walking you in the star destroyer, you're like, whole. like I said, from the minute they're like, we've captured you. You're like, wait a second. We're on the ride. <laughs> like we're in it. Like this yeah. is the ride. Like, they, you know, they're like, we're going to transport you to like here. And all of a sudden you're like, bang, we got you. No, no, you're on the ride. You've been on the ride. The minute you step foot in this, that little, whatever, you're on the ride. And then they set, when they separate you into the prison mm-hmm. and they lock you, I'm sitting there. I remember like me personally, I remember sitting and saying, well, what, what are they just going to keep us here to open the door out the front again? I was like, I don't get it. And then, and then boom, out the side. Yeah. Like, bang, surprise. <laughs> bet with the AT-ATs and, and Kylo and all that. And like, you're literally like two feet from Kylo. And it's all of it is just, if you're, it's, it's everything that I didn't know that I needed from a Star Wars ride. Because, I mean, you, you just can't make it up. Like, you just can't, the, the whole thing is like what a 20 minute experience yeah and for 20 minutes it's just like oh yeah i talked about the hotel being a part of like you're you're you feel like you're in a star wars movie you actually feel like you're in a star wars movie yes yes and it was everything it, it was every kind of, it was every kind of ride wrapped up in the one it was a little bit of a roller coaster it was a little bit of like a cinematic thing it was a little bit of like this a little bit like that a little bit like uh like flying soaring type stuff right. it was everything it was like every kind of ride like amalgamated into one yeah and, and all, all kind of like yes like I, I remember getting off that ride and saying holy shit <laughs> like even trisha was like that was amazing yeah and absolutely, same thing with morgan absolutely is the best ride i've ever been on now that said though Apparently there's a better one, but yeah, we that that's that we can save for for another time. But and but I want to experience that the, the ride that we're talking about at Epcot too. But like seriously though, like it was it, it, it was incredible, especially like for me. Like I know you guys had a free pass, which is great. Yeah, but, like Trish and I, we got up, had to be at the park like super freaking early. Uh, we had to like do all this stuff and then like we got there and we're waiting all day we're waiting all day we're waiting all day finally they call our boarding pass we're waiting online we're waiting online we're waiting online as the park is closing the ride breaks so they're like come back tomorrow we have like free fast passes come back tomorrow so we had park hopper great fantastic so we came back the next day and just the feeling of bypassing the whole line but like i said i went through like Good to go through that whole ordeal of waiting all day since like 6 a.m. Yeah. 
running around, doing whatever, doing everything, whatever. Like it's just like you're waiting for it, waiting for it, waiting for it finally to have it like snatched away from you. You're like, no, sorry, the ride's broken. Like you gotta be kidding me. But then just for them to be like, come back tomorrow, you have a free fast pass. And just walking, everybody's like waiting, waiting, waiting. Now they're going through it, but I was just like, not us, not this today. Is, it, it's and it's I think incredible. I think it made it even that much better because I think I was so burnt out and tired by that that like I wasn't ready. I no, wasn't I wasn't ready. either. I wasn't ready because same thing happened to me where it was the last thing that we were going to do before uh, before we left, and the ride broke, and we have like an hour. And Morgan and I are just sitting there doing the, the thing for the hotel with the like immersive experience, just waiting for the ride to open back up. It opens up. We have the free fast pass. So we run onto the ride and you're, you're not everybody, ready. everybody from her family that went on that ride myself. I mean, I was like, pinch me. This is I'm dreaming. I'm actually, you know, like it, it felt like a movie. And then. I'm not going to spoil this part, but you know, the, the very end, Morgan screamed her head off and it was yeah. fantastic. It was so funny. It was so yeah. funny. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so I think that's a good place to end. Dude, like you're not, all I could say is like anyone who's like, if you listen to this part, it's, you think you're ready. You're not, you're not, it you're is, not. you're not ready. The rise of the resistance ride has elevated every other movie ride to a whole nother level like yeah. they've just hit another they broke through the door and this is everything this it's is a everything mountain till okay. it's the, not even close it's it's everest from rise of the resistance down to everything else yeah like every ride now is like okay like i think the only comparable side aside from the epcot one the Guardians of the Galaxy, I think the only ride that's really, like, comparable is kind of like the Aerosmith one, but even then, like, Aerosmith is fun, but this is, like, holy, oh, my God, I'm in a movie. Like, I mean, yeah, I'm in the no. movie. we're in the movie. Like, they make you feel like you're in the movie. Like, yeah. you, you, you're you in it. Like, you're in it. You're not, like, just, you know, like, you don't feel like I'm just a regular person going on a ride. You're like, oh, yeah. my God, I am in the movie. Yeah. I am Star Wars. John, I think that's a good place to end. Thank you so much for coming on. I know you wanted to talk about this. Um, so I, I'm happy to, to give you the platform so we can nerd out for five minutes about, <laughs> yeah, the best ride I've ever been on. Yeah, absolutely. So I will talk to you soon, brother. I'll have a, a fuzzy tauntaun waiting for you and uh, be easy, all right? All right, see you. Joining me for the back half of the guest portion of this podcast is the Grind Hours Hall of Famer, the fellow co-host of the Children's Programming Podcast, which I have some beef with Dixon. We'll, we will get to that off air. Oh, and is this about his Aaron Judge Instagram story? Yes, it is. Or Aaron Hicks, I mean. The Aaron Hicks Instagram yeah. story. Uh, and also, he is one of the leading members of the Bad Ideas Band, which... Uh, if you're new to the show, 
he, it's not often that you get a, a guest that pl the play in music is his own music. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but without further introduction, it's, uh, it's Nick Paradis. Uh, if you've been listening to the show a long time, you know who this is. And if you've been around for at least a year, we did this Memorial Day. It was actually Memorial Day 2021. I was in North Carolina. Uh, I believe, Nick, you were at your apartment or maybe you were in the car for work. Either way, you were in New York. We're yes. both in the Great Four Five area. And it's not Memorial Day. It's, it's uh, June 1st when we're recording this. 1.13 p.m. Eastern time on June 1st. Yes. Um, but we're going to do some win-loss radio. We're going to look at the schedules for our NFL teams, and we are going to go through week by week and say win or a loss. And uh, also, really quickly at the top, happy belated birthday to uh, to my Aunt Jenny. So happy all birthday, the housekeeping Jenny. out of the way. Real quick before we uh, – we, I have some birthday shout-outs as well. I would like to give um, – some belated on-air shout out happy birthdays to ariana angelica and laura good friends of mine happy birthday to them as well so yeah jumping right into it again uh we're gonna start with the the jets because it's it is my show after all yes. uh week one for the jets and we're gonna do this jet schedule and then uh Steelers schedule it's weird mm -hmm. saying Steelers because it is you've only yeah, I, I, I've made the change I've made the change you've only recently made the change so week one with the with the Jets they are hosting Baltimore win or loss I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling I mean I'm feeling a loss here I think Same. the the Ravens are the better team but I was hesitant because I think the Jets are going to be a lot better this year I hey let them play games. Let I, let I, I'm throwing up my hands here for the <laughs> yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I, let, let them play games first. So we both I'm, agree 0-1. I'm feeling a loss, but a close loss. Let's put it that way. At Cleveland, week two. It depends. The X factor is whether Deshaun Watson will be suspended. That's why I'm – either way, I'm going to say it's a loss, even with everything that they – that uh, with all the subtractions that Cleveland's had in the wide receiver department. And, you know, we don't know if Baker's going to be on the team. We don't know what the heck's going on with Deshaun Watson. So, even with that, I still think they are the better team, and it's the first road game of the year. So, I'm going loss for the Jets. I'm going, I'm going win contingent on the fact that I think Deshaun Watson will be suspended at least the first half of the season. Okay. Uh, if, yeah, we'll, we'll circle. I mean, it's TBD, but, you yeah. know, week three, uh, Cincinnati, home against the Bengals who are coming back for their revenge. Mm -hmm. I'm saying this is the first one of the year. I, I think by week three, everybody gets their, their stuff together and people are starting to buy it in. We start to see Zach Wilson because after the 0-2, you're just going to hear fire Salah. Zach Wilson doesn't have it. That that whole thing, I think they yeah. put that to bed with uh, with a win against Cincinnati, the, defend, the defending AFC champs. This is a home game, correct? Yes. Um. 
I'm going to I'm going to go loss here, but okay. I think that with the Browns, obviously with the Browns win and my prediction, it evens itself out. But again, close loss. Also, I will say very odd that the Jets are starting the season with three games against AFC North opponents. Oh, it gets better because they finish off the AFC North against your Pittsburgh Steelers in the Pittsburgh. Steelers is week four. Pittsburgh week four in Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh, I'm saying it's a it's a loss. I think it's an, a, a one and three start for the the Jets here. I That's agree. very odd. I've never seen that before, where a team plays a whole division in the first four weeks of the season. Oh, and this is just the first cherry on top of this ridiculously poo poo sandwich that uh that the the NFL is handing to the Jets. Week very five. Strange. They play their first divisional game against the Miami Dolphins. Um, is it a home game or is it's it a home at game? Miami? It's. I'm it, feeling. It, I'm feeling a win here. So do I. I don't think. Uh, you know, Miami's everyone's darlings. Yeah, they might get off to a good start, but you know, there's always that one game within the first eight weeks where it just doesn't make any sense. This is mm-hmm. my pick for that game. This team is just not going to make any sense. It's going to be like a 22 to 17 finish. Yeah. And I get, I get Miami being everybody's darling, but I think that there's some, I think that there's going to be a transition period with the new coach going in there with, with Tua Tagovailoa. I mean, it remains to be seen whether Tua can stay healthy or whether he has it. Um, oh, and he better I've, have it this year. I'm, and I'm, I'm a, I'm, I know that there's no, there's no uh, room for voodoo in these types of predictions, but I'm a firm <laughs> believer in voodoo and karma. And I think there's going to be a bit of a karma uh, break for the Dolphins this season with them showing Brian Flores the door unnecessarily. So I'm not, uh, I'm not buying the Dolphins stock this year. Neither am I. Neither am I. Uh, at Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers, I think we get absolutely pounded. Yeah, I mean, two-time MVP, a back-to-back MVP, playing in front of his Lambo fans at home with his new contract. I think this is a it's a big L. This is the first of, UPS uh, guy just came here. I wonder if that's my package that I ordered. <laughs> this this Green Bay game is the start of uh, what I assume is uh, is just a month of straight losses because the next game is the first scheduled loss. I think for the Jets, and that is at Denver. After going to Green Bay, they stay on the road and they go to Denver to play Russell Wilson. I, the, the, yeah, that's I mean, a tough back to back. You might as well just not show up. I think it's a loss. I, I think so too. That's a tough. That's a really tough two game uh, two game stretch there. Oh, it gets worse because we host for our second divisional game the New England Patriots right after that. Here's the thing. I, I don't know. I'm kind of feeling a win with that one. No way. I think you're coming off two losses. You you're going home. You want to show what you're made of. The Patriots aren't, are they're, they're not, they're, they, they're so up and down the last couple of years. I mean, Mac Jones looks like the guy, but they are, there's always a weird unexplainable loss in their season. Maybe. So that's you're saying one. it's a win. I'm feeling a win for them at home. 
I think they'll get trashed when they go to Gillette because they always do. But I want to believe this with every bone in my body. I want to believe it. But just after two devastating losses and going back to the talk of the town, the talk Mm -hmm. of the town for this month is just go, okay, just chalk up L's for four straight weeks. We don't have to worry about the Jets because I think that's third consecutive L. And I do think it might be a close game, but by that time, I mean, Belichick's going to have everything figured out. This team's going to be a well-oiled machine and the Jets are going to be limping back home. I, I don't see any way, shape and form that this, it's going to be a contest. It's not going to be 50 to nothing, mm-hmm. but it's, it's a loss either way. I'm putting my faith in Sala as a coach here. I'm realizing that this implies that in a way he's out coaching Bill Belichick. And that's not what I mean. But I'm putting my faith in Sala as a coach that he'll be able to rally the troops after two tough losses and get him a divisional win. This next game at home before the bye week, week nine, hosting the Buffalo Bills. Probably a loss here. I mean, the Bills are it's it, the Bills are arguably the best team in the conference. I agree with you. And this is this is going to start for the next two weeks because they have the bye week. Uh, Mm -hmm. This is going to start the, are we sure Robert Sala is the guy? Is is he coaching for his job? Is he on the hot seat? Is he going to be the first coach fired? I can hear the K-show callers now. Um, So week 10, bye week. Week 11, it doesn't get any better. Okay. At New England. Yeah, that's a loss. Yeah. They, they always lose at Gillette it, it, without fail. Um, I think that there, there's, there's nothing different here, especially in, in my scenario, they beat them in, in New York. So this will right. be the, the, the patent, the, the classic scene at time and time again, the Bill Belichick revenge tour. So as we cozy on into December, This, I mean, it's just, it's a bloodbath, man. Like an absolute, just straight up bloodbath. We're looking at a three and seven record right now. Right now, now. through 11, 10 games, 11 weeks Mm -hmm. with 10 games. You might even have them at two and eight. Yeah, I have them at two and eight. So we finally get some relief because in week 12, we play the Chicago Bears. And I say that. it's, It's a win, of course. Because by that time, Justin Fields will be banged up because he has no offensive line and the defense will not be able to stay on the field. I think this is a resounding Jets win and it's at home. And it'll be a big moment for Zach Wilson because he'll want it. There's, there's, if there's going to be talk throughout the season of is Zach Wilson, the guy, this is a chance for him to go out and show, Hey, there's a reason I was drafted ahead of this guy. Right. Exactly. The, so with that, with momentum, they go to Minnesota against you like that and Kirk Cousins. Yeah, you uh, like that indeed. I, I do like that. I like that match. Do you like this fat uh, L that you're going to take here, Kirk Cousins? Because I yeah. think the Jets are going to beat you. I do too. So I think they have their first winning streak uh, after week 13, two consecutive wins against AFC or NFC North opponents. I got to say, I was, I was watching a bit of I, – I was working at the bar yesterday. I was watching a bit of Around the Horn, and they were going for, like, the, the divisional prediction winners. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Green Bay obviously is 51% odds to win that division compared to like 9% for the Bears and right. 10% for the Lions. But I was shocked to see the Vikings at 31% to win the, the North division. I don't know what numbers people are looking at that they think <laughs> the Vikings have a 31% chance of winning that division, but I'm not seeing it. I don't, maybe, maybe there's something I'm missing. Next, I think the winning streak comes to an end in week 14 against the Buffalo Bills. Just like in Gillette, we always, always get absolutely destroyed in Orchard Park. I agree. I think I nothing think. but the same is going to happen. Especially with the Bills, especially with the Bills probably fighting for the number one seed and the coveted bye week here. Yep. They're going to be firing at all cylinders. Then week 15, come home for the Detroit Lions. I, I don't see if we if we lose this game, I, I'm gonna be calling every person I know and I might be on life support if the Jets yeah. lose a week 15 game against Detroit. Honestly, I might be on life support. Like it there it that, might actually be a health hazard. Health hazard. That would be the there, there's going to be a lot of we we hinted at this a number of times already in this video, but there's gonna be a lot of uh, um Robert Sala, is he the guy calls that are being floated around New York sports radio this fall? If, if they lose to the Lions, I mean, it will be at a fever pitch, the likes of which we have not seen since the end of the Adam Gase era. Just, yeah, just, it, it, I, 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 and I like Robert Sala, and I think he's a good coach. And I think yeah. he, he's I do too. The, the coach that's going to get us on the right path here. If he loses to Detroit, just pack your bags after the game. Don't even yeah. show up to work on Monday. You're, you're Actually, done. I'll say I'll like, the likes of which we haven't seen since the Todd Bowles era. Because I think kind of everyone knew Adam Gase wasn't the guy right no. from the start. If you had a pulse, you, you knew that he wasn't the guy. We stay at home for week 16 Thursday night game. The only primetime game on the Jets schedule. It's against the Jacksonville Jaguars. It is, I'm feeling a win here. I do too. It is. Uh, it's Trevor a home Lawrence's, game. It's. Im I'm sorry to interrupt. It's all good. Trevor Lawrence's uh, rematch against uh, Zach Wilson, but I think it's, it goes for not. I think the Jets beat Jacksonville, and they have their second two-game winning streak of the year. I agree. I think this is a, a a nice coming out party for Zach Wilson. I mean, it's it's prime time. It's home. It's in MetLife. You know, it, all the stars are aligning. It's against the other top quarterback from his class. All the stars are aligning there to to make a nice uh, nice put a nice bow on this on the season and his development there. Next, we go to potentially the worst team in football, Week 17 in Seattle against the Seahawks. I'm feeling a win. I do too. So it's a three-game winning streak. Finishing up in week 18 against the Miami Dolphins. And it's on the road in Miami, correct? It's in Miami. I'm feeling a loss on that one. Season-ending loss. Uh, I, I want to disagree with you, but there's just so many. And this is pick your division team against mm -hmm. the Jets. If they're playing a road, and they always seem to, to end on the road. They always seem to end in Buffalo. I'm very happy that we're not ending in Buffalo this year. Yes. Because it's always sad endings in Buffalo. But 
It happens in New England. It happens in Miami. We always, if we're playing a divisional game the last week of the season on the road, and it, again, my entire life, it always seems like they're playing it on the road. Yeah. They always lose. So Yeah. I'm going by past, because I already said I wasn't that high on the Dolphins. I'm going by past experience here. The Jets lose week 18 slash week 17. It just is, it, it's just something that happens for whatever reason. But, you know, I'm looking at this, I'm adding it up. I mean, this is a, this is a, they, I have them at an eight and nine final record with a, a five and two stretch to finish the year. I mean, that's a, that's a huge feather in their cap for 2023. Yeah. So you have them, you have them at eight and nine, which would be over the over under on DraftKings at five and a half. Mm-hmm. And I have them at, I believe, seven and 10, if I was counting yours correctly. Yep, seven and 10. So, so either way, we're both, we're both high on the Jets. And yeah, uh, seven wins. Do I want more? Sure. But, uh, but that would be seven or eight wins would be a really nice to be, to be, they're not going to, here's the thing with the jets. They're not going to compete for a playoff spot next year. But if you can get into the last couple games of the season with a shot at a winning season or a shot at, you know, eight and nine is really the the new NFL equivalent of a 500 season. Yeah. Even though it's not technically 500, if you can get into the the home stretch of the season with a shot at 500, then that that's, that's a success in year two of the solid Wilson era. That's a massive step forward from where this team has been at the past five years. And it's a very young team and they can take another step and as an entire group as in, in development. So I, I'd be happy. Mm-hmm. I'd be, I'm not satisfied, but I'd be happy with, right, right. Uh, with, with seven and 10. All right. After the break, we will get to, to Nick's newfound team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes. Back after this. Coming back here, we just talked about the Jets schedule. Again, Nick, you had them at eight and nine. I had them at seven and 10. Either way, a three or four game improvement from three and 14 is, is a positive. It's all, it's that, so I'm going to take it again. I'm not, I would be happy, but I wouldn't be completely satisfied because you know, I want my team to be in the playoffs. Right. Switching gears to your team, who potentially has a shot to make the playoffs, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they start their season against the defending champs in – or the defending champs. The defending – I keep wanting to say the Bengals are the defending champs. The defending <laughs> AFC champs in their home building in Cincinnati week one. I say it's a loss. I think it's a loss also. Um, I mean, the Bengals are the defending champs for a reason. Joe Burrow is amazing. Jamar Chase is amazing. The defense is stout. Uh, Zach Taylor has proved himself to be a very capable coach. And no matter which quarterback uh, the Steelers are trotting out week one, whether it's Mitchell Trubisky or whether it's Kenny Pickett, they're not, they're not a match for Joe Burrow just yet, but you know, it's, it's, everybody has to start somewhere. Week two, first home game of the year against Bill Belichick and the Pats. I'm feeling a win. You are. I am. I am not. And I think this starts the whole Reddit dealers conglomerate that says fire Tomlin. 
why did we pick Kenny Pickett? What mm-hmm. what are we doing? This isn't the Pittsburgh Steelers way. We're all in two. The sky is falling. We suck. No one's gonna. It's the end of the era. We should blow it up. We sounds exactly like uh, Steelers Twitter slash Steelers Reddit. I can hear it already. So I think they start zero and two. They're gonna if they, if they start zero and one. People are going to be calling for Tom Wood and Pickett's heads. How could you not beat the Cincinnati Bengals? I mean, this is ridiculous. However, we've discussed many times on the show before, yeah. you know, just have the, the, the absolute hate boner that yeah. the Steelers fandom has for has for Mike Tomlin. It's very strange. Which, hey, if any Pittsburgh Steelers fan feels that way, I'll personally drive to Pittsburgh, say hello to my family. And then pick up Mike Tomlin and drive him back to New York to, to be the head coach of the, of the Jets. I will personally drive to Pittsburgh with a, a PowerPoint explaining all the different ways that you're wrong. I'll come into your house with a flash drive and plug it into your computer and go <laughs> step by step. However, I'm I th- looking at you, Steelers tweeter. However, I do think they get their first win of the year. Actually, when on Thursday night football, they always – it's not Big Ben anymore, but the Steelers have a residency in Cleveland. Uh, even with Deshaun Watson up in the air, uh, whether he plays or not, I still think the Steelers are going to I fully agree, and like I said before, I predict that Deshaun Watson will not be playing at least the first half of the season. Um We've got yet another accuser, I should mention, yeah, has come 23rd. out. 23rd. So, I mean, there's there's too much smoke for the NFL not to to do something. Of course, it's the NFL, yeah, so they'll was, probably do the wrong thing. I, I was just going to remind you, Nick, since we've been doing the old play-by-play show, yes. how many times has the NFL had the, the right decision on their racket and they just drop it? Yep. Every time. It's not you know, one or two. Every time. So it'll be it'll be a it'll be a three or four game suspension. Yeah, but it might happen in week 13. Like right, might, yeah. So I don't know. The Jets game we already went over. We both think that that's a law lo- uh, a win for for the uh for the Steelers. Yes. Week five at Buffalo. I think this is a really tough game. Really, really tough game. I think it's closer than people think remember Mitchell Trubisky if he's starting at this point or even if he's not starting Mitchell Trubisky was the backup quarterback for the Buffalo Bills that doesn't mean anything he was there for a cup of coffee he didn't get drafted by the Bills it doesn't mean like it doesn't mean as much as if he was the starter but the guy knows the playbook the guy knows the team he'll be able to report back with the same kind of um some kind of information for the Steelers to go off of. I don't think they're going to win this game, mind you. I think it's going to be a loss of the Buffalo Bills take that uh, take that victory out and, and up there in uh, Orchard Park. But I could see this game being pretty competitive. I think it's a competitive, but I think it's a tough loss. Um, so we, we agree there. I think this mm-hmm. is Pittsburgh's first scheduled loss, a home game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Brady coming back to Pittsburgh and that whole thing, it's going to be great. A game that I may be at potentially. Oh, cool. Don't, um, don't want to, you know, I'm knocking on wood. Don't want to get too ahead of myself, but I, I, 
have floated the idea of a couple um Steeler fan friends and slash Buccaneer fan friends of going to that game. So might be there, might be there to report on what a big loss we will take. <laughs> so their first, their 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 second losing streak of the year comes in week six. Yes. At Miami, I think this is going to be a quick one. We're both not buying in. We're not drinking the Miami Dolphin Kool-Aid. So I think that in Miami, after a tough loss, Tomlin can rally the troops and get a win. I agree. I mean, the Steelers tend to do well in Miami. I think this is no exception, especially with Brian Flores now being on the Steelers staff. There's going to be a bit of a revenge tour oh, yeah. factor there. So, yeah, I'm saying karma wins. But yeah. For the next one, the Battle of Pennsylvania in week eight at Philadelphia. This is going to be a fun one. Yeah. What you saying? I'm feeling a win here. This is where we're going to have our first disagreement. I just think that Jalen Hurts is just going to have a ridiculous fantasy day and throw mm-hmm. for like 350 yards and five touchdowns. He and, is the fantasy and, football god. And just everybody that's in the Jalen Hurts camp – this is going to be one of those games where it's going to be like, see, see what he just did. See, and you know, you're actually going to see something of what the potential could be uh, mm-hmm. of Jalen hurts. So I think this is a Jalen hurts game right before he is, the bye. He is a fantasy football God. Yeah. But TJ Watt is a football God. <laughs> and I think he'll have something to say about whether, uh, whether Jalen hurts has a big coming out party. I'm saying a close, close win. Close you know, win. Maybe, I think maybe it's 35, 32 or something like that. I would go same score, but I'm going to say uh, just flip the, the win and the loss there. Mm-hmm. Week nine's a bye. Week 10 hosting the New Orleans Saints. I'm feeling a win here. No uh, Sean Payton. He might be back at that point. He might be. I'm just saying. As, as of right now, no Sean Payton. Yeah. You know, Jameis can either throw for five touchdowns or five interceptions. Or Maybe both. catch him on a bad night. Both. Yeah. He might throw both. both in one game. Yeah. Has anybody ever done that? Thrown five and five? I don't know. I, let's, let's find out. While you look that up, uh, I, I agree with you. However, I think this game is going to be closer than a, a lot of people think. Uh, I just think. New Orleans is kind of sneaky good, and everybody forgot about that. Plus, they just – with the draft that they had, I think uh, New Orleans is going to be able to challenge Tampa Bay for that division title this year. No one has ever thrown for five and five in the same game. Come on, Jameis. You were the first have, 30-30 season. Let's get the first five and five. There have obviously been um, five touchdown games a lot. There have been five interception games, most infamously Nathan Peterman. Yes, the Peterman. But nobody has done both. Next week, week 11. Yes. You're hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. We are. Yes. Yep. I'm, I'm feeling – I got to be honest, I'm feeling another loss here. We're going to disagree here. I think you split against Cincinnati – I think it's a sort of a revenge game. You feel out what Cincinnati did in week uh, in week one. Plus, you're just coming off a win, presumably against New Orleans. Mm-hmm. I think it's a win. 
I think I think it's a loss. I feel like there's as you know, as much as I love Tomlin and I've sung his praises many, many times, there's always that one game on the Steelers schedule where it seems like the team just gets caught with their pants down, like they've been riding high for a while, and then all of a sudden somebody comes in and they just take an inexplicable loss and it snaps them back into reality. I think that might be this. No, it's not going to be this. I'll tell you what it is. It's the next week on Monday Night Football in Indianapolis, the Matty Ice game. I think this (laughs) is the Matty Ice game where exactly what you just said. It snaps you back to reality. Everybody thinks after two wins, especially beating Cincinnati, that you're going to win the division. The, the Pittsburgh, this is where the Pittsburgh Steelers hype train starts getting juiced up. And then, you know what? I'm changing my prediction to be in line with yours. That is just too perfect. That's <laughs> so Steelers. So, Matty Ice, a, you I, know, I think it's a loss. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Jonathan Taylor has another 270 yard game. Plus, it's prime time on Monday night. The Steelers, yeah. unless they're playing the opening week on Monday night, they don't really seem to do well on Monday night football. So yeah. I don't know historically what their record is, but I'm saying that's a loss. Yes. Week 13, you play Matty Ice's former team, the Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta. I think this is a uh, resounding bounce back. Tomlin's in their ear all week. Yeah. Getting them ready to go. And it's a, it's blowout city. Arguably the easiest win on the schedule. Arguably. But Marcus Mariota throwing to Kyle Pitts is not going to have anything on the array of weapons that Kenny Pickett slash Trubisky will have at their disposal. I think Pickett will be starting by then. I think so too. I I think it might come after the bye, but um, I I think you'd be starting by then. If we go by what you have, we have you have them start. I have them starting three and three. You have them starting two and four. Yep. If we go by the two and four, then the Bucks game that I potentially go to will could also potentially be the last Trubisky game. Yeah. If Trubisky starts two and four, then you're just going to put Kenny Pickett in. I still think you know you say them for after the bye. It's kind of a soft landing spot with New Orleans, and mm-hmm. but even though their defense just fell out better yesterday because of the signing that they made. Anyway. The first rival, true rivalry game, because, you know, you kind of had, you know, your way with Cincinnati and, and Cleveland. Right. The past decade. Mm-hmm. You host Baltimore. I'm feeling a win. I agree. You know, it'll be, a, that'll be a tough, tough matchup, but we've seen, um, we've seen the Steelers and Ravens go at it. Many, many times, it's always tough. It's always close. Home field, I'm going home field advantage. I think they're they're able to sneak one out. And the, the, both those teams, our teams are very evenly matched up this year. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Those games are always a lot of fun. I could just see it. It's, it's a mid-December game. It's just going to be, oh, that's going to be such a great football weekend. Such mm-hmm. a great football weekend. Already looking forward to it. And it's June 1st. Yes. Week 15 at Carolina, I think this is your easiest win on the schedule. I, I don't see any way. I, I don't care if Joe Montana comes back and plays the game back to the Panthers that you lose this game. 
Yeah, I mean, the fourth-round pick Matt Corral is probably starting for the Panthers by this point. I mean... Maybe maybe Baker. Maybe Baker's on that team. Maybe Baker. Either way. Even with Baker, I don't think they... Uh, it, I mean, it gives yeah. them a fighting chance. But, if it's uh, Baker, they have a better shot because Baker would want to beat the Steelers because he doesn't like the Steelers. Yeah. But if if not then i mean the weapons in carolina are astronomically worse than anything baker had when he was in cleveland i think and baker might be on the steelers you know we've heard rumblings who knows that we've heard rumblings from steeler brass that they that tomlin and omar khan would snap baker up in a day if he gets released who knows man so I think this is your second pit bull of the season. It's a Saturday game, week mm. 16, hosting Vegas. I just think this is a weird Vegas win. And Derek Carr has a really good game, and Josh Jacobs has a really good game, and the offense just doesn't seem to get going. So I'm chalking this one up as a loss. I'm chalking it up as a win, and I'll tell you why. It's a Christmas game, but it's also the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. There's going to oh be a gosh. huge, huge uh, hoo-ha fanfare going on for this event. And I think the Steelers are going to be motivated to put out for their fans, put out for their history. And this is, I think this is going down as a, as a, as a win. Probably as a thriller type win too, because it's late in the season. They'll both be fighting for a playoff spot, you would think. At Baltimore, week 17, home field split. It's a tough game. And Lamar might just say, I'm putting the team on my back. I'm putting the cape on. And there's nothing you can do about it. I agree. I'm feeling a loss there. Lamar is going to that, – that, that could be a big Lamar party. It could be a big Gus Edwards party. The Gus bus. The Gus bus, yes, sir. You end your season hosting, by that time, maybe the Deshaun Watson-led Cleveland Browns. Yes. Although, as we discussed, the suspension could come at week 13. So it may be the it may be the, the Cody Kessler-led Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I don't who even knows? Know who Insert quarterback here. Just add yeah. another uh, quarterback to that jersey. Yeah. So um, I'm feeling – I don't – I. They're hosting the Browns. I mean, it's a home game in Pittsburgh. It doesn't matter if Deshaun Watson is there because who's he going to throw to? That's true. Donovan Peoples-Jones. Donovan Peoples. I'm feeling feeling a strong win there. I feel like Anthony Fantano right now. I'm feeling a strong 10 on this victory. (laughs) You're going to need it for the playoff spot. Uh presumably you're probably going to need this game for the playoff spot because the AFC North always comes down to the last week of the year. I'm going to say we're pretty much in lockstep with, uh, with the Steelers schedule. I'm going to say it's a win. Yeah. Yeah. I, and you know, looking back through, I only have one uh, more win on the schedule than you do. I believe you have 10 and seven. I have 11 and six. Yeah. I I think, I think this is a playoff team again next year. I mean, Mike Tomlin never has losing seasons. I don't know what the hell is in the water out there in Pittsburgh, but he just he all they always find a way to be in the picture. And I think this is going to be no exception. Um, he's done it with less. 
Yes. He's done it with Duck Hodges and, and Mason Rudolph. He can do it with Mitchell Trubisky and Kenny Pickett. So just to recap both of the uh, segments here, we have the Jets at 7 and 10. I have the Jets at 7 and 10 hitting the over on DraftKings. Nick, you have them at 8 and 9 hitting the over. For the Steelers, I have them at 10 and 7 hitting the over, and you have them at 11 and 6. I think 11 and 6 might win them the division. It might. Uh, but, yeah, so this concludes. Although Cincinnati is going to be tough. I have a feeling it's going to be Cincinnati – 12 and five Pittsburgh, 11 and six. That's just my gut feeling. Who knows, man. Um, but yeah, that concludes the 2022 version of win loss radio. Shout out yes. to Mike and the mad dog. Win, just curious. We're not going to go through their schedule, but I just curious, what are the giants predicted at over under the giants over under? I will get to that to you in a second. Is I'm going to guess over under for them is at six and a half. Really? You think they're a full game better than the Jets? I think people just have this idea that the Giants, they, they consistently have this idea that the Giants are going to be better than they are. They always seem to get highly rated in these preseason predictions and then don't deliver. The New York football Giants. Wow. You're correct, sir. They're Six over and a under, half? Their over-under is seven. Jesus Christ. Seven wins. Yeah, that is uh, – I'm not – we're not going to go through the schedule. I haven't looked at the schedule, but that's already too high. They believe in Danny Dimes at DraftKings. They believe in the man. At least somebody does. <laughs> all right, Nick, I think that's a good place to end. Tell the people what you got going on, where they can find you, all that good stuff. All right. You can find me on um, all social medias, you know, Snapchat, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, all of that good stuff at Nick Parodies. Um, you can find the band on Instagram at the underscore bad underscore ideas underscore. Uh, we got a new song coming out very soon called Love and Other Disasters. It'll be the second single off of the album. Um, if you like Firecracker, Firecracker and Coffee and Donuts, I would say are more straight up punk pop punk type tracks this is this is still punk but it's a little dancier it's got a real groove to it it's got a real strut to it it's more um, disco yeah a little a little bit it's we put the we put the pop into pop punk let's put it that way <laughs> um little keyboard action going on little backing vocal harmony action so Stay tuned for that. I'm very, very happy with that, how, how this song is coming out and how it has come out, really. And the album will be out in July. There goes The Neighborhood, our first album. So stay tuned for that as well. Nick, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, I can't wait for football season. I'm going to enjoy the summer. It, it is summertime, but I'm, yes, I'm, sir. I'm ready for football. Thank you so much for doing this, and I'll talk to you later, right now. Of course, man. Take care. On this side of the coin, I have to pick Jay Leo on Twitter, jdatasports.blogspot.com. And of course, this podcast. If you reach this point, please like, subscribe, share this podcast to anybody who you seem fit. Download the show. It means more to the show than you know. If you're on iTunes, please give us a review. No sports minute today. Uh, busy, busy day getting everything uh, settled for the pod and traveling back uh, from vacation and all that. So, sports minute and full pod tomorrow and Friday 
on the blog front uh, got a piece coming out I want to say Friday Friday afternoon so be on the lookout for that and really really quickly uh, congratulations to, to Dylan and Casey on your engagement you guys the best and all the best to you in your life moving forward <laughs> congratulations guys it was awesome awesome seeing you guys at Disney and until uh, next time it's closing time you don't have to go home but you can't stay here peace